This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has grown to become the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. Check out salesleadershipunited.com and tap into tools used by elite sales leaders worldwide. Accelerate your leadership development. Solve modern sales challenges. Use fully prepped sales meetings in your next team meeting. Thousands of hours of sales leadership materials indexed and searchable with a single click. Create your own personal sales leadership library. Head to salesleadershipunited.com and use the code ROB at signup to get a free trial on me. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth from the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. This show features leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Be sure to check out the all-new salesleadershipunited.com. Fast-track your sales leadership development, gain insights into how other sales leaders are solving challenges similar to the ones you face, and tap into over 400 leadership topics, hundreds of video insights, battle-tested leadership frameworks, and new material that comes out every single week. Sales Leadership United is the easiest investment in yourself you'll ever make. Head to salesleadershipunited.com, use the code ROB at signup, and get a free trial on me. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders who are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. The show is growing faster every single week, and I have each of you to thank for it. In fact, we've recently crossed major milestones in the show's growth, hitting over 2 million downloads. It's mind-boggling. It's bananas. I can't even imagine how far the, the show has grown, and I have each of you to thank for it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the DMs. Please keep them coming. And thank you for your ongoing support of the show. I love seeing the growth of the show. I love hearing from so many of you. And I really love hearing how the show has been helpful in your careers. That's not going to slow down today. We're going to take things up another notch yet again today. And I am excited to welcome David Krieger to the show. David is the president of Sales Roads. And for over 20 years, David and the Sales Roads team have helped companies simplify the development of elite high-performing teams. The SalesRoads team has built over 500 SDR teams, created over 100,000 legit sales opportunities, and man, they've turned more than their share of heads along the way. They've helped iconic companies that are members of the Fortune 500, new startups chasing their first million in ARR, and everything else in between. They've navigated every market condition in every market imaginable. Now, David's also become a featured author in magazines like Entrepreneur Magazine. He's a highly requested speaker, and he's someone who can help any sales leader be intentional about how they keep their pipelines thriving. And that's a topic that will never grow old. Our topic today is an important one. I cannot wait to get started. David, welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. I'm excited that uh, to have you join us. The next 45 minutes is going to go fast, and I'm really excited for the insights we're going to share with 50,000 sales leaders all along the world. So, so thank you. And why don't we start by having you just introduce 
uh, sales roads and what you guys do for your customers. Yeah, so SalesRoads is a B2B SDR outsourcing company. So we help our clients optimize the top of the funnel activities, lead gen appointment setting. And the way we do it is that we really embed ourselves within our clients' organization. So we are an outsourced division of their company. They look at us as if we are part of them. And that's the way that top of the funnel, I believe, really needs to work. We strategize with them. We understand the challenges that they're having, what's worked, what hasn't. We bring best practices to the table, but then we iterate it um, based upon the feedback that we're getting from their sales team, working with their marketing team, and then filtering back not just highly qualified appointments, but insights insights about their prospects, insights about what's resonating, what's not resonating. Because I think that the SDR functionality absolutely has to be a lead generation machine. But one of the thing, the real values of it that is underutilized, in my, my opinion, is that that is the first prospect interaction. And interacting with your prospects in that way and getting that in type of information from your prospects through the SDR channel is truly important. So we work with our clients to really get that information to them and also work with them to continually optimize programs and build really robust pipelines. Awesome. I would imagine that if you've done that for the last 20 years, I'm just doing the, I'm going back in time because I've been in the game for a while as well. You went through the you went through the 07, 08 years that had to be crazy. And then uh, you saw things bounce a little bit. And we've had up times, down times, COVID times, uh, weird things like all along the way, as you've navigated so many market conditions, you must have had to see lots of ways that people create these revenue generation systems change. Like pretty frequently, you must have gone through a lot of iterations. Yeah, so so there are the macroeconomic things going through the, the 07, 08 downturn, the the boom in technology spending that we've seen over the past few years, and then recently the slowdown, but also, and we'll get into some of this, you know, the, the yeah. AI uh, obsession and ways of optimizing sales prop processes for good and for bad, which we'll, we will touch on. Um, but yeah, we, we have seen, we were in business before SDR was a term, right? But one thing that has remained constant throughout is that, people have said that cold calling and outreach is dead. 20 years ago, they said it. It is bigger than ever. This industry is bigger than ever. There are more tools than ever. You have to maneuver through it, but still prospecting and creating repeatable, predictable processes to generate highly qualified top of the funnel opportunities is integral in any sales process. All right. I got tons of questions that I can't wait to run by. You. And this is going to go fast because my personal belief, David, is your pipeline is your lifeline. And uh, anybody that's part of a revenue organization, and I, 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 I don't think that the ability to create legit opportunities, I don't think that's ever going to go out of style, man. I, I think that's going to only get more and more important. How you, how you go about your business is probably more about more important than even the product that you sell. That's what I think. So, when you're helping companies get started going down this road. And building this pipeline, this intentional, you're, you're getting intentional about building a revenue system. That's, I love how you call it that. Where do you start? What do you think about first? First and foremost, you got to think about your people, right? You can have the best processes, the best technology, the best AI. Um, but if you don't have great people on your team representing 
you and your client building these types of programs, you're dead in the water. When I started Sales Rules um, 16 years ago, the, we started as a remote first company. And a lot of people said, well, oh, that's so great. You're going to be able to cut down your costs. You don't, you, know, you don't have to have all this overhead. And I said, no, 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 you don't get it. You know, because I had built inside sales teams before in a centralized location. So this is going to allow me to tap into the best sales talent wherever they live. And this was 16 years. This is before COVID, right? Um, and it was, we've always been a people first type of organization. Find the best people, train the best people, develop the best people, empower the best people. Because at the end of the day, sales is all about human interaction, both from what we do and how we, we interact with our prospects and our clients, but also how we interact with our team, managing teams. So if you forget the people aspect of what you're doing, no technology is going to save you. How often do you see people making the people people first mistake then? I mean, sometimes it might sound like, okay, like I get you. Hire the best people. I think you're saying more than just hire the best people. I want to make sure that people don't misunderstand that because I think it's a really, not even a nuance. I think it's important. We're in the people business is what you said. It's it's on both sides, the people that are selling and the people that are buying. And so I'd love to sit for just another another minute or two in, in this concept because there's a lot of people that say, oh, just keep recruiting and hire the best people and you'll be fine. I, I don't think that's what you're saying. I think you're saying we're in the people business. Yeah, we can we can break this down a few different ways, but let me let me I think cool. crystallize this in a mistake that I see people making, where they think maybe they're doing the right thing and 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 hiring the best person, right? Hiring the, they hire an SDR that's been really successful, you know, or really is did a great interview, very personable, and they feel that they can just hire them and put them into place, and they're just going to work magic. That okay. doesn't work right there you have to no matter how good the salesperson is you have to create processes around making sure that that person understands your personas understands your your processes understands how they they should be doing the outbound motion in the context of your industry and your product or service and then it is sales is never set and forget it everybody wants a button that they can just Push a button. They hire one great salesperson and everything works. We all know that doesn't work. You've got to develop that person. You've got to coach that person. You've got to motivate that person, right? And so you can't, it's not just about, like you mentioned, hiring the best people. You need to start with that. You've got to have good sure. play, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. There are so many aspects in then making sure that that person is successful, motivated, happy, enjoying what they're doing, and that leads to success for you and your clients. All right. So I love this mindset. And I'm glad that we started there first. And I'm, I'm getting like fired up as I listen to you. We have 50,000 leaders all around the world. Some people get what you just said and some people don't. Probably some people need tools and frameworks. Well, I think anyone does. I think I, I'm a believer in that quote that losers have goals and winners have systems. And I think systems are made on frameworks. As you've built so many teams and, and helped find so many opportunities. You've probably had to help a lot of people learn how to do what you just said, be, be in this people business and create these frameworks. Do you, do you have like tools and frameworks that you've developed to help people remember that we are in the human element of sales and not just the dollar element of sales? 
Yeah, so I'll talk about uh, two different frameworks. What I want to start with is somebody smarter than me. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that um, uh, Tom Peters, you know, the great management guru yeah. had a seven-step process to sustaining success. Because at the end of the day, we want success, right? Yep. And here is his seven steps. And I think it, it, you know, I remember this quote as I was thinking about uh, this, this topic. Here's how he creates success and tells companies to create success. First, you take care of the people. First step, full stop. Then the people take care of the service. The service takes care of the customer. The customer takes care of the profit. The profit takes care of the reinvestment. The reinvestment takes care of the reinvention. The reinvention takes care of the future. Wow, that's awesome. I haven't heard that before. I love that. And it all starts with people, right? You know, a lot of people are talking about implementing AI and putting all these things into place. And, and I, I think we, we might get into some of that, you know, and to automate some of the things that people do and, uh, and potentially replace some of the things that people do. I think there are aspects of things that can be replaced and can be automated, but two things. One, who's gonna automate it? It's the people. The people who are gonna put these processes in place. And secondly, all these tools at the core, what it's going to do, in my opinion, even the best AI, it's going to make your people better. It's not going to replace your people. It's going to make your people superstars. And so everything we do, even implementing artificial intelligence and optimization and uh, automation, it's got to start with people. That's so insightful. There's so many people that are looking at AI as a replacement for people or are fearful of it. But I love this lens that you look through that says, no, let's let it make people better, smarter, faster, uh, more impactful. And that, yeah. so b- before we go any farther, I want to sit in this though. I love where you are, David. Sales leaders that are listening to you right now, I hope they're taking a saying, what am I doing to help people be better? If we're in the people business, and I love your Tom Peters seven steps, and I can't wait to hear your two frameworks that you alluded to. But it starts with you saying, am I taking care of people? Am I helping them get better? Am I helping them grow? It's not just am I making sure that I'm transactional, giving them what they need. It's am I like a gardener? Am I watering, fertilizing, helping it grow? Is that where you're going? Absolutely. So, so, so people, you know, um, uh, they, 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 we all are social people, right? We are, we all are, are people who, who even introverted people, and I'm, I'm an introvert, actually, but we, we need social interaction. And so you need to be able to, to build upon that. Um, and I think we've lost sight of some of that, right? It, you know, I think with remote work, with AI and things like that, we, we've lost some of that, that social interaction. And I think that's where we're seeing some of this loss of, of productivity. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of statistics about remote work being uh, less effective. I think it's the way that it's done. You've got to make sure that you're intentional in still being social with with your team, interacting with your team, having cross-department interactions that you might not get mm. In a, in a remote setting. And so you've got to build your company and your culture 
around interactions and social interactions and, and, you know, so that people can feel like they're part of the team and not just sitting in their own office every day, maybe on a few little Zooms, few, few, few uh, slacks and things like that. You've got to still feel like you are part of uh, an organization. You care about the people that you're working with and those people care about you. I love that. I can relate to that as someone who did not do well being locked in a house by myself uh waking up doing stuff there not leaving like there was reasons I got, I was one of the first to go back to office I, I needed to set boundaries and have home be home and work be work for me and so I I relate to what you're saying I know everybody's different but that that's how I work um really really insightful thank you I now you've really wet my appetite man you said you got a couple of frameworks I I love this 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 setup that you've got um what are the other tools that you've developed as you help people uh, create frameworks around this human element of sales? Yeah, so let's talk about management first and then the sales okay. process, because I think Perfect. both um, people are, are moving away from the human element. They're getting lazy or because they're remote, they're not seeing people and they're not thinking about things. Um, and so as a remote company and and a company that, that really looks at people first, I think there's there's... There's a lot of aspects, but what I try to emphasize with my team is there's four things, especially the frontline managers, but everybody, um, that they need to keep in mind as they are leading their team to success. And through that is the interaction, the human interaction that they're going to have. They can't just put their, their calls in gong and listen to them and give a, async feedback and you know all those types of things. So I ask them to really just make sure on a day-to-day -day basis are they doing four things for their team members? And so the framework is actually lead, L-E-A-D, okay. <laughs> so for, for, for leading your team. And the first and foremost thing is you got to start with listening. You got to listen to your team. I can't tell you how many managers just manage, you know, I've seen it from the top down. This is the process you have to follow. You know, this is how you have to do it. And that is going to squash a salesperson, especially a really elite salesperson right away, yeah. right? And, and yeah. so we really emphasize empowering our team. Um, and the way you do it is by listening. Listen first, before you go into your coaching session as a manager, before you, uh, you know, start trying to coach or brainstorm or even train, you listen to them, you get their feedback, what's working, what's not working. And then before you even tell them what you think might, might help, ask them. What do you think can help? And listen, listen, listen. When we, we, there's the old adage, right? Two, two ears and one mouth in sales. A lot of times that's about talking to prospects. I think it goes double for managing salespeople. And I can't, so many times I, I'll listen to a management call and we listen to management calls, not just sales calls, right? To, to yeah. coach our, our managers on this. They're talking the whole time. No, it should be the reverse. Your team should be talking. The people you're managing should be talking and you should be listening and then helping and guiding them and coming up with insights. Okay, so I'm not. I'm going to push pause, man. I can't wait to hear what the E, A, and D are on this. But I got to think that this L one is a big deal. I think you're right. I I work with a lot of sales leaders, and coaching is a very common thing that people want help with. And I always start with a concept around enrollment. Can you get people to sign up? And and I like mm -hmm. how you're doing this. Like it's listening. What what do they care about? So. I'm, I want to sit in this L. I think this is a big enough deal. Like, what should they be listening for? Like, um, are there tools or tips you can give our our leaders on? 
You know, how do you get your reps to talk to you? How do you get them to give you something to listen to? Maybe you've conditioned them that they know that you're going to be like doing all the talking, 70%, 80% of the talking instead of the wrong way. Can we go just a couple of levels yes. deeper on the L? Because I think this is just like we teach reps. You better listen to customers. And that means you've got to give them something to talk about. You've got to be able to ask really good questions or else they're going to be like, why are we on this call? Is it similar for what you're doing as a leader with reps? Yeah. So here's, uh, so just tangibly. So for, for us, you know, in SDR outsourcing at sales roads, a big part of what we do is, is listen to calls, listen to game tape, okay. see what's working, what's okay. not working. So reps yep. will, or managers will often play the game tape and say, here's what you did wrong. And here's what you did right. Right. The way our process works for coaching sessions is the SDR needs to pick at least one call themselves first. They need to review it. They need to coach themselves and bring that coaching feedback to what we call brainstorming sessions with our coaches. So right. the SDR has to be prepared and they are, are empowered to be able to say, this is the call I'd like some help with. And we encourage them, don't just give good calls. Wait, we can listen to all your calls. So, you know, the ones where you can really learn and you can build build some 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 cred, build bring that, and then the manager you know you know creates a cadence where that has to happen and keeps them accountable. And we'll talk about accountability, um, and then that they start with they don't jump in and say, okay, here's what you need to do. Wrong. What did you think you could do better? What are the things that you think could mm. could help you now? Also, that doesn't mean the SDR manager shouldn't have listened to the call beforehand and have their own hypotheses and things, you know, this is not a chance for them to just like, <laughs> they've got to have their own hypotheses and then they can challenge them, right? But challenge through questions. Try to coach through questions. Ask questions. Why do you think that's the most important thing? Why do you think you missed that? If they missed a port, you know, like at the beginning of the call, maybe there's a tonality thing, like that they came off a little harsh or maybe cut, cut off the prospect. Go to the game tape, you know, instead of telling them you cut them off here, say, let's listen to this. What are your reflections there, right? So it is all through the prism of empowering the, the, the SDR to bring the ideas to the table. And the manager is more like a curator, right? And they curate okay. and push back. In a, and so, uh, and then it, I'll pause there and then I'll talk about how that ends the brainstorming session through 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 that process. But I don't know if you have any questions or thoughts. on No, I, I like where you're going because again, we got 50,000 listeners right now. And this idea of people first, what I love about what you do is it, 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 it's not too complex. People first check. Okay. How do I do it? Well, we're, we're going to lead. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, we start with listening. Okay. Like, but you've got to give them something to listen to. So I, I know that sometimes leaders that want to go up a notch, they, they want to be a better coach. They just don't know how to have those conversations. And that's why I want to sit in this for a second, because you're right. People that have the best conversations with customers are the best salespeople. I've also found that the leaders that have the best conversations with the reps are the, are usually the best leaders. Two things on this, so, so I think, is one, there's a the cultural aspect. I have seen okay. that managers feel like they are creating value 
or they feel like if they don't give answers, they're not creating value. That's how they're justifying their job. And so as the leader, whoever those SDR managers, co- you know, coaches report into, if it's a VP of sales or director of sales or, or whatever, that person needs to set the culture and tell them your value isn't telling your team exactly what they need to do. Your, te- your, your value is in coaching them. And as a coach, I expect you to lead them to where they need to do, but ask them, probe them because, and you got to justify it because when people self-coach and when people come up with their own ideas, two, two magical things happen. One, they feel empowered, right? How many times as salespeople, we've been told to do something, you know, may, maybe if it's very insightful, maybe you get excited, but, but a lot of times you've got your, you know, you're not as excited to go and do that. Whereas if you came up with an insight and are like, you know what, this is the way I want to talk to, to a gatekeeper. This is the way I want to handle that objection. You're that much more motivated to go forth and conquer. So you've got to justify it to your sales managers and, and, and talk and change that culture that their value isn't created by telling them exactly what to do. It's about getting the best out of them. And the best is through this type of coaching mentality. And then second, and here's another thing that, that leaders of leaders, forget we emphasize coaching of our salespeople, of our sales yes. reps yep how many managers get the same coaching right None. we're in the people business you gotta manage your manager you gotta coach your manager so we listen to, to manager tape <laughs> coaching tape we listen to brainstorming session we listen to coaching sessions and we give the, the have the same type of process with the manager because it's not a lot of times how many times do you promote your top sales leader into a manager they don't have those skills. So you've got to, you know, that's why we also, we promote them to team lead. We build those skills over time, but you've got to just remember that there's never set it and forget it with people, right? Um, and you are in the people business. So you've got to coach your managers as well. Man, that's a, that, that's a nugget. I can promise you when we chop this up into four or five video segments and put it in Sales Leadership United, that's one that's going to be there. So listeners, you're going to want that video. That's a good one. I, I think that you're onto something big there that as I'm looking at my notes, David, um, having people learn to discover and self-coach that leads to empowerment and excitement. I love that. And dictating and telling and being that know-it-all that doesn't lead to empowerment. All that's going to lead to is accountability, which has its place, but empowerment leads to excitement empowerment yeah you're going to say something go for it let's go let me talk about the solving the accountability because that is and we'll okay. jump that's the a in lead but since it's here and we'll, we'll summarize at the end of since we're jumping okay. around but yeah accountability is huge right it, it, you know and that's why you brought it up um and you can't you, 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 leading people and empowering people and motivating people and listening to people does not mean you don't hold them accountable because you got to hold everybody accountable. So there are two things that we do. One, obviously in sales, you got to have quota and you got to have KPIs. And those yep. are things that you discuss. And those you got to be held accountable for. Yep. But here in this coaching session is the thing that we, we, we've done to, to help with this, both for the coach, because it's difficult coaching, right? And for the rep. And what we realized is that a lot of times in these coaching sessions, it becomes a dump. Here are all the, th- you know, both from the rep, you know, when done right, yes. here's the things I'm going to do, I'm going to increase my dials and I'm going to change my tone. I'm going to do this and this and this and this, or the manager, if they're not doing it right, they're telling them all the things to do. Well, you know what? How many of those things are really going to get done? Maybe the easiest thing, but is that the most important thing, right? And the role of the coach 
is curating those those sessions to help them figure out what is the most important thing. And I read uh, the one thing by by Herb Keller. I think uh, it's, it's a great book. You know, big real estate magnet. But he, he he came up with this philosophy of the one thing. If you can figure out the one thing you can do that year that will make everything else easier the better. If you can then distill that down to the one thing you can do each quarter that will make everything else easier and more effective. And it goes on right to, to the daily thing. So we use that in our coaching session. At the end of the coaching session, the SDR and the manager have to come up with a one thing. What is the one thing you're going to focus on of all the things we talked about that will be the most important and will help you better achieve quota or exceed quota, right? Hopefully. And that is the focus and that is materialized and they are held accountable to that. All right. That we could stop this whole episode right here and only talk about this. And we would change a lot of careers if we did it. I think that what you just described, anybody who's leading as a leader, and it's not activity management is what I see coming back right now. When, when the economy got tougher, people turned to activity management. I like what you say. Yeah, you got to dial, you got to do that's not the one thing. The one thing is not, well, let's just grind harder. No, that's not what it is. In fact, rarely is that the answer. Sometimes it is, but rarely, at least in my experience. And I see a lot of people that are returning back to the spreadsheet management or the dashboard jockeys or whatever you want to call it. And I want to pause here because David, first of all, I love your energy and you, like you're firing me up about this. This is awesome. But I think this is a crisis in the leadership world that it's for what you said but managers aren't taught how to coach people that lead leaders they they don't they don't know how to do it and so if all you did was boil down every one-on-one -on -one that you had you left with one maybe two things the one or two things that we're going to do this week or this month okay forget about this quarter of this year shorter term what's the one thing that would change coaching, I think, fundamentally. So I'll get off my soapbox. You're nodding your head. Am I hearing you the right way when I summarize it that way? Absolutely. Because how many times have we given all these pieces of advice and then we get back to the next coaching session and then they didn't do it or they forgot what it was that we coached on, right? Or they did, again, the one, one thing that was easy and it, was, it wasn't necessarily the thing that was, was going to move the needle. So we've just found that clarity, right? You know, and it's hard it's hard to manage people, right? That's why we have these frameworks. That's why, you know, but, but if you can make things that are complicated, simple, you have that much more likelihood of being successful. And so we have found that really working with that, and that's in conjunction with the metrics, right? And so this is, you know, maybe it's asking a certain type of probing question that is your, your one thing that really you're missing and, and is going to open up, right? Or maybe you have a common objection that is, is happening and you're going to handle it in a way that we just, you know, and then the rep can really focus on that, practice it, get good at it, come back the next week and say, here's what worked and what didn't work. But you know, if you're getting that potential objection 50% of the time, that's really important for you to master, right? Not all the other you know, things. And so that's where the art comes in. And it's about creating focus in your business because, you know, if you're doing too many things, you're not going to get anything accomplished. If you pick the most important thing, get it done. That's where success lies. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's get the rest of lead out on okay. the table. And then I want to come back to a couple of things, but I, I feel like, um, I feel like I blew up your lead and I, and I don't want to do that. I want to give that to our listeners, sure. but man, we could like, 
this concept of clarity is it's one of my favorite concepts and and you're right man if if we could just do that one or two things and if that's all you did if you simplified the improvement process to and it doesn't have to be the biggest thing like small steps forward are better than no yeah. steps forward. Is that is yeah. that a fair Achieve, way of looking at that? Yeah. You have to take, you know, that's a really good point, Rob. You have to take everything into the account when, when the coach is thinking about the one thing and what what the pro, what the SDR is, is excited about. So the, it's an art, right? So you want to balance, you know, maybe the, the uh, one thing that's going to be amazing is really difficult. You know that there it's just going to be a stretch for them to be able to do it. So you got to figure out what is achievable, but what is also going to be really effective. And so it's an art. And so one other thing, just from the just to I like that crystallize this, it, it, you know, and then we, we can definitely move on to the other parts of, of lead that we do. You know, obviously we have our our dashboards where it shows where where people are are hitting on quota, right? We have the one thing right next to it. So because you got to keep it in front of them, front and center. So they look at their quota and where they are against quota. And they also are reminded every time they're looking at it at their one thing. I like that. The quota and the one thing are in front of you at all times. Yep. What a great takeaway. This is an awesome conversation. I can't believe we, man, we've used more than half of our time already. Yeah. I can't believe how fast this has gone. We're still good on time, but this is flying by. Let's get back to lead. So you've given us... Yeah listen and you've given us the a accountability what what why don't you reset you don't have to do listening over again but let's just reset so we can have a good a good framework for everybody here yeah so so lead, lead. so we started with listening um and then that feeds into uh empathy right and, and that is at the core of human i think being a human and, and managing a human team and i think you know, when we forget that and, 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 oh. and we, we, we forget that we are managing people that are going, could be going through difficult things, going, you know, um, having challenges, maybe getting frustrated. Um, you've got to lead with empathy, right? And, and, you know, just checking in, you got, you know, and this starts with listening, right? If you hear something in their voice, right? If you hear that they're stressed out, if you hear that, you know, things, you know, just, you got to start with, start there, Ask them about it, right? You, 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 you've got to have guardrails, right? <laughs> you can't go into like everything about them. But, yeah. but you've got to acknowledge, you know, if somebody is really stressed out or there, there, there's something that, that's it's bothering them, asking, just saying, are you okay? You know, how's everything going? First of all, maybe they're not going to open up to you, but the fact that you care as a manager goes a long way. One of our core values is we care, right? And, and, the, and I think it's, it's added to the longevity of, of, you know, in a business where there's very high attrition, we have people who've been with us for 10 plus years, you know, but we really care about our team. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and so, and then our team cares about us. And so I think having an empathetic approach, making sure you're checking in with your team um, and, and, and understanding where they are, as well as their motivations, right? You know, and that's part of part of an empathetic approach. You know, what are they looking to do? Are they looking to go into to, to, to management? Is that where what their goals are? You need you need to understand where they want to be, and that's going to feed into development, which is our last thing. But just having that mindset of empathy goes a long way because people, you know, are much more motivated to do great things for you if they know that you care. So I want to talk about empathy for a minute, because when COVID hit, that's all you heard about. You got to lead with empathy. You got to lead with empathy. And I think it turned into a buzzword. And so I want to, I want to, I want to sit in that for a minute because I, I really like your framework. I really love your depth. I'm super impressed with your depth. I love like the way you break things down. 
So let's talk about what empathy means. That might seem like a very simple question, but it got so overused, I think, just in the la- in recent years. I love your take because I've thought a lot about that. Like, as I work with leaders and, and, and what that means, like, what does it mean to have empathy in your mind? Like, if we're just like, could you just give us what your definition is? And then I'll share you mine. I'd be interested in what you think about mine. Yeah. So... <laughs> Let, let me let me pin it with also accountability and the guardrails, because I think okay. where the buzzword came is by just being totally empathetic and overly empathetic. Right. And so, you know, I think that it's it's about showing that you care, showing you care about their success, that you want them to succeed, that you know that they are a person and you, you care about them. I mean, we've seen all these companies that are doing mass firing by email. Like I think, yeah. like, I mean, oh. like what tone does that, does that say you care about your people? I mean, come on. Right. You know, so you've got to set the tone that you care about people and particularly you care about their success. Cause at the end of the day, listen, we're, we're in a business. People need to achieve and they need to, to hit their quota. They need to exceed their quota. And so here's just a, a mindset to crystallize empathy, and then I want to hear your, your your approach. The way we look at PIP plans and, and write-ups and things like that is through a prism of empathy, uh, okay. through a prism of caring about our, our team. Because the worst thing is you just blindside somebody who is underperforming, but it wasn't really formalized, right? And you just fire them, right? Yeah. So we talk to our team and say, listen, you've got you, you, you part of empathy is being real with your team, telling them, listen. Here's where, you know, you know, you've been under quota the last three months, right? What are some things you're going to do? Because, you know, this is going to lead to this next step, because at the end of the day, we have to perform. And so that it, the write-up process is based in being empathetic because you don't want to blindside people with just, you know, their livelihood and, and terminating. You've got to walk them through this process. So hopefully that maybe I know that's a long-winded way of saying it, but empathy is holistic. It's not just about making sure, you know, people feel good, but that's important and, 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 and caring about them. It's also through the prism of accountability and achieving success in your organization. Yeah, I really like that. My, I, I simplify it a little. I say, listen, empathy to me means, does can someone say, like if it was me with you, David gets me. Like as a leader, you want to create, I get you moments. And you want, I love that. you don't want to say, say to them, I get you. You want them to say, she or he gets me. And so that's the lens I always look through is what, how can I make sure that person's like, oh, Rob gets me. They, they really that's get awesome. me. And so I think that's really important. That's why I love, because you're right, more layoffs this year than ever before. Massive and growing distrust of companies and leaders in general. And if you can create, I get you moments or you get me moments, that's worth more than maybe it has ever been. I think that's why I love that so much. Okay. So you've given us the L, you've given us the E. Is there more on the A? No, I mean, I think that that one, one last little just thing on on A, just because it's important, I think in the context of remote work, I think where people, A is so important in remote work and, and, and I think there's two things people do wrong when they say okay. remote work doesn't work well. One is empowering their team and they keep people accountable by making sure they're on meetings and they're working all the time. They're not working all eight hours, whatever. It's about creating the metrics and the things to keep people accountable. And the good thing about sales is 
it's it's easier. We've got quotas. We got things that people can strive for. It's a little bit easier. But but making sure that you have that accountability piece, I believe, also opens up not just a good leadership and you know and, and not micromanaging people, empowering people, um, but it also allows you to let people work in the way that they want to work and so long as they know what success looks like and defining success is so critically important to leading people because it motivates them people want to know what 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 score they need you know they want to know the rules of the game so it's motivational people are sometimes don't want to keep people accountable because they don't want to score it's motivational any great executive wants to know how to score the touchdown like what 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 do they need to do to be successful and then celebrate the success so accountability is so key to it unlocks everything else by having that accountability piece right i love what you just said now we're talking about like you said what does good look like you know that's an area that we're back to clarity once again you got us back to clarity and I think clarity is the catalyst of speed. I think ambiguity of any kind is the enemy of speed and massive success requires speed. Yeah. And, and so I love this dude. This is awesome. I, I I'm cracking up that we have like six minutes left and we got a couple of <laughs> things I still, we want to do. So I want to yeah. wrap up lead. It's, let's get okay. lead done. And maybe that means we're going to have you back in a few months and we'll, and we'll do more later. This has been outstanding. Okay. I want to thank you because we still want to get you. a little bit of AI. We still want, okay. I want there's a few things. So yeah. let's wrap up lead. Sorry, I'm being a little long-winded here, but I will. Okay. No, you're I'll not. Be, no. This is this is money. Thank you. Okay. No, well, thank you, Rob. I, I'm enjoying the conversation. So, so last, last. So we got listening, empathy, accountability. So to finish off, lead, it's development, right? So you, you, you've got to facilitate both professional development, but personal development, right? And so think about the soft skills as, as well. Maybe it's also even time management, whatever it is, but 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 develop people. One of our core values at SalesRoads is personal growth equals sales growth. And if people do the same thing every single day and they don't feel like they're growing, again, it's a, it's, 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 it's a positive circle, right? They're more motivated when they're getting to learn, when they're getting to develop, when they feel like they're getting better every single day. And so it is so critical as managers. And that's the art of management. It's one of, I think it's, 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 it's the best job in the world. It gives you a lot of gray hair, right? You know, because there's a lot of things, but it is, there's no better way, in my opinion, to touch people's lives than being an amazing manager. You get them to grow. You get them to achieve their goals, things that they want to be able to do in life, their, what, what they want to earn, what, where they want to live, you know, who they want to be, their, their career aspira uh, aspirations. And so you've got to develop your people and you've got to, to really work at that. Uh, as a coach, as a mentor. And so that is where we, the the, the final aspect of, of lead is development. I really, really love the development part. That's the part that probably is the most exciting part. When you talk about this, I'm listening. Like if you can help them go places that they told you they wanted to go, someplace that mattered to them. And it's almost like climbing a mountain. There's two ways to climb a mountain. You know, I live in Utah. You're about to make a trip to Colorado, the other side of this of the mountains that I live by. And when I I love to hike, and some some hikes, I'm getting older. My I got sons that can climb faster than me, and sometimes they want to go straight up. Me, I still got to use switchbacks sometimes. And it's okay to take a few switchbacks and pause and look back and say, "Look how far you've come." I think that's one of my favorite developmental metaphors as well as. Sometimes you get people a goal, they can go straight up. Other times you got to coach them. Either way, you want them to look back and say, look how far I've come, right? One, one anecdote here that is maybe the most 
magical thing or, or thing that's 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 touched me the, the most. I I have a, you know amazing person on on our, our team who um you know we've just really supported has done amazing just amazing things um and you know they were had told me that they got the confidence from the development that they got at sales roads to deal with some personal things that they never would have been able to deal with wow and wow that you know if you can help not only develop people in their career but personally where they get confidence where they can have be able to to grapple with difficult things i mean what better, you know, better field can you, can, can you be in um, to be able to touch people in, in that way? And so that, you know, um, you know, is, is the beauty of man of great management. Well, as you tell me this story, it reminds me of a really great sales leader that I was working with not very long ago. And, um, and, and he said, Rob, you know, I, I really think I've got coaching on lock. That was his quote. I think I have coaching on lock. I'm like, great. Tell me why. Here was his reasons. Number one, I know the status of every deal in our pipeline. I know it inside and out. I'm like, okay. Number two, um, I talk to my people every single day. Not only do I know every deal and what the what the go forward plan is and where the risk areas are, I talk to my people. I know them. I know them inside and out. I know last four digits of the social security number, wife's maiden name, all that kind of stuff. I, I know them. Okay. I know the birthdays, anniversaries. I know all the days. I know all of the things that are going on. And number three, we're hitting our number. So I got coaching on lock. And I remember listening, I was like, wow, what a shallow view of what coaching is, right? Because I think the most important part is what you said, it's the D. And, and so what I asked is like, those are all awesome. It sounds like you got like the revenue part of the equation pretty well understood. What's the development and growth plan for everyone? That was my question. What's the development and growth plan? And, and it was like, huh, I'm supposed to do that? And, and so do you see that miss happen very often? I do. You know, I think, uh, I, I, I think that people will look at, you know, just the metrics or give, you know, here, here's the thing too with development, right? Development is a longer road. It's not a one and done thing. It's not just like one, you know, ha having one coaching session and talking about the one thing, right? Development is, is, is the journey, right? And it's understanding where that person wants to go, understanding, get it, like you said, get, you know, it brings all these things together, you know, you need to get them, right? So again, it's bringing a lot of things together. And so, and then working together over time to get there. Again, there is no easy button in sales, in sales management, in, in anything, in life, right? You're right, it you're right. It, 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 it is a roadmap, it takes time. And that's why it's development, you develop over time. So, so, um, you know, I definitely, you know, think you've got to just be, be, know that the journey is important, have some of the tools to be able to do it, be bought in on why it's so important. And then, you know, just work it every single day. Okay, man, we're out of time. We, we've used <laughs> up all the time. I, I, we didn't get into the AI that I wanted to do. I want to, I want to make sure we give time for you though. How do people get more of David? Like, how do they connect to you? How do they learn more about what you do at Sales Roads? Maybe they're pissed off at me that we didn't get into your other framework that you have ready or the AI side of things, or they've got a whatever question that I didn't go deep enough with because we went so deep on the other things we did go on. How do people get what you have to offer and connect and, and learn more about you? 
Yeah, thanks so much, Rob. So I, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm, I, I post a lot of content uh, you know, around things I'm thinking about, things that I think can be helpful. So please reach out on, on LinkedIn, connect with me, David Krieger on LinkedIn, spelled funny with an EI, um, uh, not an IE. So yeah, please please search me up on, on, on LinkedIn, connect with me, shoot me a DM. If you have any specific questions, always happy to help in any way I can, or even jump on a call. Um, also, you can check us out, salesroads, salesroads.com. We're also active on LinkedIn there. Uh, just to you know, get a sense of, of of the organization and how we frame our SDR outsourcing services and partner with our clients. So we're going to put links into the show notes. So your LinkedIn pages and whatever other pages that we need to do to make sure it's easy for people to find you. So to our listeners, look in the show notes. We'll also have video clips of this conversation with David on Sales Leadership United. David, I want to give you just a couple minutes. I know we're we've run out of time. Um, can you just take a minute or two and just put a bow on what we've talked about? Any final thoughts for our 50,000 leaders all around the world as we have talked about some pretty important topics? Yeah, I think just taking a step back, I think we're, we're living in a time as sales leaders where there are a lot of, of pressures on us and, and confusion um, and, and uncertainty, right? And that is stemming, I think, from a lot of the, the AI buzz that's going around and maybe pressure that's being put on you to how do you use AI and how do you cut your department size by using AI and making people efficient and, and all these things, as well as you know, we've gotten into this remote work world where maybe you weren't before and maybe you're getting pressure to bring people in and you, your team is, you know, and so it, it is just, it's, it's, it's a confusing time, time for folks, right? And so what I would say is as you're navigating it and as you're, you're working with your team and your managers is just remember, no, you've got to look at AI and hopefully we will talk about that another time, Robin. There are places where AI will make you fabulously more efficient, but it won't if you forget that it's still people behind the AI. And you're going to need great people. You're going to still need to manage great people. You need great people to implement the AI, right? You know, um, and, and I have some frameworks and ways to, to, to do that as, as well. But, but at the essence, and the essence of today's conversation is with all of the things and all the pressures you're on, just remember that the people on your team are what are going to lead you and who are going to lead you to success. And they're relying on you as their, their leader to motivate them, to develop them, to listen to them, to be empathetic with them, hold them and hold them accountable. They want that. Great people on your team want accountability. They want to know the goals of the game and when they've won and when they've lost, right? And celebrate the wins and coach on the losses. But I, the last parting thing is just, with all of the things that are going on, just remember your team is still and always will, even as AI is perfected, will be the most important assets and, and take your time with them, invest in them, and then success will follow. What a great way to end. His name is David Krieger. He's the president of Sales Roads. He's been helping teams for decades Learn that they can win by putting people first. And no matter what changes around us, the thing that won't change is the elite leaders are the ones that prioritize how they work with the people that are part of the teams and the people that they sell to. David, it was an awesome experience getting to talk to you. I can't wait to have you back on sometime down the road. Thank you so much on behalf of 50,000 listeners around the world. And as I say to everyone, happy selling. And we're done. 
Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by the all-new Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United lived on Patreon, but it's grown to become the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. And I couldn't be more excited to announce that Sales Leadership United has grown up and it has its own new home now. We've moved off Patreon and you can find us at salesleadershipunited.com. You'll find over 450 leadership topics, hundreds of leadership videos, dozens of sales meetings you can use right now, audio files, thousands of hours of tools, frameworks, trainings, techniques, and insights from some of the most successful sales leaders and sales teams in the world. And Sales Leadership United is now easier to use and something that leaders are turning to every single day. That's why I'm really excited to announce Sales Leadership United's new release. With a simple search, you can find leadership resources on virtually any leadership topic you'll ever need. You can intentionally accelerate your leadership development with courses designed to help you develop new competencies, gather insights from others that are walking in your shoes, and implement approaches to sales leadership challenges that are working for others right now. You can solve sales, sales leadership challenges you're facing right now with video insights from David and, and other sales leaders from around the world. You can stop scrambling the night before a sales meeting wondering what to do, and you can use any one of these 50 or more sales meetings we have ready for you to use and drop into your own template. You can build your very own leadership library that you curate and use whenever you need. Listen, you can tap into resources from many of the world's best sales leaders that are included with this Sales Leadership United subscription. If there's one thing I've learned, we need to be intentional about our growth and development, and that can be challenging. It takes intentionality and prioritization to keep yourself fresh, modern, and current so you can stay relevant and have impact. Check out the new and improved Sales Leadership United at salesleadershipunited.com. Membership is less than the cost of lunch, less than the cost of a movie ticket, less than the cost of your monthly Netflix subscription. So use the link in the show notes and see what the largest collection of leadership assets can do for you when you check out Sales Leadership United today. David Krieger, so glad he joined me today. I've spent a ton of time thinking about this conversation. Because right now, there is massive amounts of growing distrust and even dislike for leaders, and in particular, sales leaders. For a long time, I've been saying that we need to focus on the whole person and not just the salesperson. And I think David's emphasis is something every single team will benefit from considering. And it's simple. We're in the people business. One of my biggest clients is one of the most admired companies in North America. And their first corporate value is an important one. That value is people first. But values are only words on a wall unless you can bring them to life. And as leaders, it's our job to create the environments that bring those values to life intentionally. So I'm going to go back to it. People first. What does that even mean? I think going back and checking out David's insights will be really helpful in creating structure around the idea that we are in the people business. And the sooner we realize that we truly are in the people business, the more successful we will be. This is why I love the coaching style or transformational style of leadership. There are a lot of different leadership styles, 10 that I see all the time. I've I've actually profiled them in Sales Leadership United if you ever want to look at them closer. But the transformation style i found that that results in leaders becoming mentors for the people they lead more than any other style does. And this is because they're committed to the growth of the individual 
not just the production of the individual. And I think that's important to point out. Too many times people feel end up feeling like a means to somebody else's end. And I think that is the opposite of being in the people business. This, this, can, this is that hardest form of trust to get. Now, I want to remind you that there's three C's of trust. The first is character. The second is competence. And the third is one I found to be most challenging to earn, but it pays the biggest dividends. And before I share it, I want to remind you that I don't think you can do a good job with this third C unless you first built on the character C and the competence second C. The third C of trust is connection. It is a measurement of, does my boss have my interests in mind? This means we have to know them, discuss them, understand them. And by them, I mean their interests. This is one of the reasons I love David's lead framework so much. I'll remind you of it really quickly what it is, but I would encourage you to go back and check it out and listen to it and take some notes. L is for listen. E is for empathy, A is for accountability, and D is for development. And he had a great discussion around every single one of those. Go back and check them out. Follow the lead framework, and I think you'll create connection trust. Follow this framework consistently, and I think you'll see people grow and develop before your eyes. And as people with experience, as people experience this with you, you will see their confidence grow as a result. And that's when you know you're having an impact. When the confidence of the people you lead starts to grow and they become something and someone they didn't used to be. And that confidence, that's something that doesn't just influence careers. That's something that influences and changes lives. So buck the trend. Instead of moving away from humans, double down on them. Follow David's blueprint and see what happens. David, thank you so much for joining me. Congratulations on the success you've had. Your work at Sales Roads has been awesome. The impact you've helped create has been unignorable. And after hearing you share how leaders can better connect to those they lead, it's easy to see why. My advice, connect with David. Check out what he has to offer. We've made it easy to do this with a couple of links in the show notes. And we'll have short video snippets of this conversation with David and Sales Leadership United. If you haven't checked out Sales Leadership United yet, do yourself a favor and give it a look. Finally, for each of you, our listeners, the greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. And you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head to the new salesleadershipunited.com, use the code ROB, and check it out. I promise you'll be glad you did. Thank you for your ongoing support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people we lead. If you liked this message, please share it this week with someone who needs to hear it. And then get after it, because life is short. We've got no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. Maximize what you do today. Be elite, live strong, and chase your passions. Do your best work so you can live your best life. And don't ever forget that you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. 
If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.